Hey everyone, it's Dahlia and Madeline from the Jewish Teens for Empowered Consent. Welcome to JTEC's first podcast. We are an initiative dedicated to addressing toxic subculture in Jewish teen spaces. As a youth group and camp alumni, we know how important these spaces are to the Jewish future. They give Jewish teens friendships and community while bolstering long-term religious engagement. As an organization, we are here to build a culture of consent and respect within these spaces because we know the imperativeness of instilling these spaces with values that our organization purports. And our efforts include testimony collection, curriculum design, um, Instagram posts, and meeting with stakeholders in the Jewish youth spaces. We do this work because we're wholeheartedly committed to ensuring a healthy and flourishing Jewish future. We are here at the beginning of June, and thankfully for so many Jewish teens, after a year of of virtual gatherings, in-person camp is on the horizon for this summer. So today, we're collaborating with BBYO teen wellness professionals Drew Fiddler and Ari Handel for a discussion about healthy boundary setting and sexual harassment, sexual assault reporting. We're all ready to jump back into our camp communities, but I think we can also be honest that the pandemic has changed a lot for us. Socializing was dramatically altered for 15 months. So our own norms and expectations and boundaries for relationships may have changed over that period. Our hope is that today's conversation will prove a helpful resource as teams go ahead and reinstate these connections with one another. So first we'll hand it over to Drew and Ari to introduce themselves and describe their work at BBYO. Ari. Thank you so much for having us. Um, it's nice to be here. I'm Ari Handel. I am BBYO's Director of Inclusion. So I get to work directly with our teens and support them with any needed accommodations or modifications that they may need. And I support and train our staff and volunteer advisors to ensure that all teen needs are being met at our programs. I get to work closely with our international uh, leadership network with teens who serve in a variety of different inclusion-related roles and uh, get to work with Drew, who can introduce herself. Um, Hi, everyone. Thank you, Dahlia and Madeline, for for having us. We're very excited to be with you today. Um, So my name is Drew Fiddler. I am the director of the BBYO Center for Adolescent Wellness. And really the goal behind the center is how do we ensure that youth-serving organizations, BBYO and other youth-serving organizations, are really places where adolescents thrive mentally, emotionally, socially. Um, And, you know, Ari and I are both social workers. We both have a background in social work and are just excited to get to sort of utilize those skills to meet our teens and ensure that best practices are really met across the organization and and other organizations as well to better serve and uh, protect our teens. Thank you so much for being here with us. I'll just jump right with some of our questions that, you know, we'll start with one that's really pressing on the minds of everyone excited for camp. For most Jewish teens, this will be our first summer back together after COVID-19 upended virtually all forms of our communal gathering. I know teens feel like the pandemic shortchanged them of many social milestones and has impacted their mental and emotional and social health. How could these feelings and changes manifest this summer? And are you concerned that COVID-19 may affect or actually undermine healthy boundary settings? So, you know, I think that's such a good question. And it's super important for teens coming back into these spaces to really think about what they feel that their own personal boundaries are, right? What are you comfortable with? What are you not comfortable with? And that it's okay to communicate that to other people. I think actually COVID in some ways gives us permission even to go back to like things like hugging, 
right? Whether it's our friends, whether it's someone else and uh, not everyone's a huggy kind of person, right? So like COVID actually gives you that excuse, even if people are vaccinated, just be like, hey, I'm not comfortable there yet, right? Like I'm not ready for that yet. Uh, And so I think as we look at some of those boundaries and boundary setting, right, that that's a really critical piece for this summer as teens go back into these spaces um, and feel more comfortable interacting with their peers. Um, I also think it's important as, you know, teens come into the spaces, it's possible some may come in with, you know, different agendas, different goals of what they want out of that experience, right, at camp this summer. And so um, thinking about what you want and how you're potentially going to communicate that to other people when a setting um, doesn't live up to expectations, when your boundaries are violated, and boundaries being violated can be as simple as, you know, someone talking to you in a way you don't like, or someone saying something, right, asking about like, oh, who are you going to, you know, who do you like, who do you think is cute, right? you don't have to answer that question. And it doesn't, it's, that's not what your summer, you know, needs to be about. So I think thinking about our boundaries, our goals ahead of time, as we come into these spaces, and then, you know, how you want to communicate that. And what are your outlets? You know, if, if you need to step away, if you need to find someone to help you advocate, because it's not, right? Like people aren't getting the message and you feel like it's continually sort of coming across in that boundary violating kind of way. Who are the outlets? What do you need? The other thing I would really think about before the summer is it's a lot for everyone to go back to in-person programming and camp. And as excited as we are, you know, what are also the outlets for you to like recharge? right? To step away, to step back, to think through a situation um, and to see if you're comfortable in it or not. And to not just like dive in because we feel the pressure from peers, from others to like constantly be, you know, at one level or in one space than another. I think you kind of alluded to it, but um, I just want to get even more concrete there's going to be some heightened pressure this summer to knock off these delayed or um, social or romantic milestones from the bucket list. Um, So how would you advise teens in that space to navigate this pressure to remain true to themselves and the boundaries that they'll be setting up as they go through? So we really, really want to empower all teens at our programs, all teens at other programs to feel like they can set those boundaries and stay true to them. So advocating for themselves and knowing when they're feeling uncomfortable or if they're feeling uncomfortable, that staff are there to support them. So sharing any any kind of situation that they're even just not sure of and knowing that we have wellness staff, specifically at BBYO programs, we have wellness specialists, there are camp social workers at other camps. And even if someone's feeling like a boundary was crossed or they're just not comfortable with the situation that they should be able to go talk to staff that they feel comfortable with. Yeah, and I might even add in that as, you know, as teens are coming back into this environment, yes, some may have a different agenda than others or some may feel pressured to sort of, you know, check things off those social milestones. And I would really encourage you to like, take a beat, pause, breathe, think about like, what, why, why do we feel the need to sort of rush through milestones and like make sure that they're met as opposed to sort of taking a beat and and getting to feel out what we're comfortable with and what we're not as well. 
um, because a, a social milestone, you know, usually is socially constructed. Nobody else is holding them, you know, or holding you as a teen to any milestone that you don't feel comfortable with. And so, you know, it's also up to you and you can set your own milestones and set them in the way that you want them. You don't need someone else to tell you what they are. All right. So on that discussion, let's say that my boundaries are violated this summer, but I'm not sure how to classify what I experienced. The encounter made me extremely uncomfortable, but I can't really tell whether it rises to the level of sexual harassment or assault. First, what do I do if my experience feels ambiguous? Who's available for me to talk to about what I experienced and how I'm feeling? Should I even consider reporting it? So I would say, you know, a a definition of sexual harassment or a definition of sexual assault doesn't matter if you feel uncomfortable, right? If it feels ambiguous or you're not sure, you you deserve support and help just like anyone else, even if they can label it under that, like, you know, sexual harassment or sexual assault or, or even something else. Um, you deserve support, you deserve help. And so, you know, in the camp environment, that could be, as Ari just mentioned, it could be a wellness specialist at a BBYO program. It could be a camp social worker, a camp mom. It could be your counselor if you're the most comfortable with that person. But who is an adult that you're most comfortable with in that environment that can really help you, support you, um, listen to the options of what, you know, and, and help you understand your options of what can happen next, right? Here's, you know, I'm here to support you. Um, what's going to make you feel more comfortable? You know, walk me through sort of what happened and how we can make you feel most comfortable here at camp, um, how we can support you, right? All of those various pieces. So who's that safe adult that you can go to? And if you feel like it would be helpful to have a friend there, bring a friend with you. But, you know, we encourage you to sort of reach out to that safe adult because it, it shouldn't have to be classified as something for you to what we call report up, right? Just share that information up and get the support that you need. Okay, so you've convinced me I'm going to report that experience, <laughs> but can you give me a sense of what the reporting process is going to look like at my camp this summer? And this can be specific to BBYO camps. Yeah, so specific to BBYO camps um, and pro- and general year-round programs, if you are sharing it with a staff or reporting up, as Drew mentioned, whether that's to the wellness specialist, your um, bunk counselors, Madrahim, or um, general staff, they're, of course, going to listen first and foremost and show um, a lot of empathy and, and be human, which is really a big piece that sometimes feels scary about sharing something is that you just don't know how you're going to feel sharing that and you may not know how to anticipate how somebody else is going to react to that. So our staff um, are all prepared to, to listen and be those active, non-judgmental listeners. And from there, they may bring in the wellness specialist if that person hasn't already been brought in. Um, and again, it really depends on the situation, but a lot of the conversation will be about what that teen sharing their experience wants and what will make them comfortable. Um, so we'll really have the team guide that conversation and share with us what their expectations are. And sometimes that's hard to figure out right away. So the, the adult who's having that helping with that conversation will help talk through what maybe potential situations could be or um, make sure that, that um, the teen feels comfortable with what's happening.
All right. So for comparison, can you tell me about what sexual harassment or assault reporting looks like in Jewish youth groups year round, say, as representatives of the BYO use your organization as the standard? Yeah, I mean, typically it's a very similar process. It just might not be that the wellness specialist, right, is, is physically present in every program. Um, so typically, you know, we would ask our teens to go to uh, a staff member that they feel the most comfortable reporting to. Um, and it sometimes may come in through a volunteer advisor who are very close with our teens as well. Um, and we ask those advisors to share that information with staff. Um, and then, you know, typically what will happen is Ari or myself will get brought in to really help and support and make sure just that that teen is getting um, everything that that they need. Um, and then, you know, that's really that's really the process. So it's pretty similar to how it happens in the camp environment. Just the difference is, you know, having that regional local staff person. And then our teens also have two other ways to report if they're not comfortable going to that staff person, both at camp and year round. So we have um, an anonymous 1-800 number that our teens are able to reach out to. Um, that's an HR number, but we utilize it also for our teens to have an anonymous reporting hotline. And then we have a form online that's both available on our ACA BBG site, as well as our general BBYO site that teens could use to report. And that would go directly to Ari or myself. So we try and give teens a few different ways that they can share that information. Um, we would love if they go to a local staff person that they're comfortable with, but we also recognize sometimes, you know, they might feel more comfortable doing it this other way. And so we, we try and offer those few different ways, but typically that's, that's what'll happen. And, you know, in case you're thinking that's a lot of people to know, um, we really don't share information with anyone who doesn't need to know to keep our teens safe. That's really at the end of the day, that's sort of the, the thought process behind, you know, bringing a few different people in is who needs to know to keep teens safe and who needs to know to make sure that teen has all of the options that are available to them, known what's available to them, as well as that they're getting the support and help that they need. And I guess just in wrap up, is there anything else you would tell, you would advise teens about sexual harassment or assault reporting this summer, just about keeping themselves safe and taking care of their physical and mental and emotional health? I would say as we're looking at um, just re-entering back into a camp setting, into living together and being around people that um, staff are really there to be supportive. And whether that's for a mental health, physical health, or to report um, any kind of sexual harassment or assault, that, that staff really want to be there to make sure that teens are doing okay. And as we mentioned earlier, we're all really stressing self-care as well. So my recommendation is that before heading into camp or before heading into back-in-person programming, that you really think about what self-care looks like for you and how you can implement that throughout the summer when you need those moments um, and to continue engaging in that daily. And I would also say, don't be afraid to speak up. Don't be afraid to use your voice, right? Like talk to staff, talk to supervisors at camp. Like that's why we're all here. We want to ensure that our teens have the best summer ever, regardless of where they are, right? And so I think it's really important to, to utilize your voice, communicate, 
Um, if something's not right, that's, you know, speak up, tell someone, uh, we, we want to be there. We want to support you and, and we want you to have a great summer. So, you know, in order to have that great summer, safety has to be a part of that. Um, your mental safety, your emotional safety, your social health and safety, that, that matters. Um, and so just, yeah, I, as Ari said, you know, both, what do you need for you? Use your voice. And finally, you know, part of what I think I would say is also, just be true to yourself as well and what you are and are not comfortable with and like, you know, own that. Um, because I think that's a really important piece of the puzzle as well. Um, and just to wrap up for the last thing is how can teams in BBYO specifically get in contact with either of you, Drew or Ari, and why should they reach out directly to you or to the um, platforms that you've mentioned if something happens? Just a little bit, you were, you kind of went over it very well, but just to end on that note. Yeah, so you can reach us through, um, through typical, the typical BBYO way, right? Our names and our email addresses um, are available on the BBYO site. Um, and so you can reach us that way. If you fill out the online form, it goes directly to Ari and myself. Um, and, you know, I would just say, reach out because your safety matters. Your mental health matters. You matter, right? And so like, please know that whether it's from us, whether it's from your staff, right? Like, you are going to get that that empathy, that respect, and that we want um, every teen to have a great experience and to be able to really focus on on the tenets of of what it means to be to be uh, within the BBYO network. So you know, I think that that's it's really important to share information because your safety, your health, right, all of that matters, and um, we can't help if we don't know. And your staff can't help if they don't know. Um, and so just, you know, the more we know, the more we can help, the more we can do. Well, thank you so much for being with us, to everyone who tuned in, and Drew and Ari, we really appreciate this. Thank you. Yeah.